So this bolt of lightning shot across the universe and inspired me with the idea that we have to do a podcast. And that's what I wanted to tell you. We should do a podcast. Okay, bye. Okay, welcome to Feature Creep, colon. Built-in microwave. Semicolon. Holy coroni. Holy coroni. Uh, okay, so we're going to try this new, slightly shorter format for, um, I guess, I don't know, it's like a bulletin release. This is like a in-between yeah, our this normal is regular. In-between our normal long episodes that ramble about a lot of stuff. This is like real specific and pretty brief and real direct. Right? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. So let's see... Um, and like, rather than storytelling, it's informational. Yeah, informational, definitely. We'll try and get this. I think my microphone keeps popping. I'll try to. Hmm. I think I'm I'm yelling into the mic too loud. Oh, anyway. well, we're very excited about. I'm very this. excited. Okay, okay, so here's the deal. Yeah, let's do it. Um, we wanted to talk about the current pandemic. Uh, which okay, so today is March twelfth. Um, in Universal Time Code, it's already March thirteenth. As of today. Nearly 130,000 people worldwide have tested positive for coronavirus. Right. Um, it's called COVID-19 because that refers to the fact that it was a pandemic that began in 2019. I think right? Or it was detected in 2019? It was, yeah. So it was first discovered in 2019, <clears throat> the virus. And um, it was supposedly discovered very quickly after it made the jump into the human species. Yep. Um, and it, uh, it most likely came according to the World Health Organization, from bats or coronaviruses come from bats, but then it probably traveled through several other species before it made it to humans. Yeah, I think I would, I think rather than citing the WHO specifically on that information, I was, I think what we're really discussing, like a lot of this is sourced basically directly from Wikipedia. um, And the wiki, the ongoing wiki article for the 2019 to 2020 coronavirus pandemic, as it's identified at Wikipedia, um, has I think over like 350 cited sources for the information in that article. Yeah, and it's, it's a ob- lot. It's in, it's evolving constantly, and it's yes. you know like right now it's a um. And it, then just, just as an interesting side note, it's it's heavily being edited. It's yep, constantly being updated. It's a really there's a lot of discussion source. on mm-hmm. the discussion pages about what the appropriate information is to share and. Right. It's great. So it's re- it's actually a really it's helpful a place to look. Sight to behold. It's a sight to behold. Yeah. So yeah. Um, at any rate, um, now it's in humans. Yes. And coronaviruses cause a lot of cold and flu type symptoms. Yeah. So we could kind of talk just real briefly. Um, the the coronavirus is named because the um, the viral capsid or the sort of um, it, it it's covered in these little sort of spiky club looking things that poke out of the the sort of it's like a it's like a ball that's got these spiky things that poke out of it yeah and so they kind of look like a corona um when they're viewed under a microscope because and like, obviously corona yeah. is like the ring around the sun in an yeah, eclipse right which because, is like such an abstraction so yeah it's it, a ball with spiky things coming out of it kind of right but i mean you can imagine like the the corona part comes from the idea that 
when you first see it, you don't see the spiky things. They're kind of mm-hmm. blur together and create mm-hmm. this sort of like hazy. hazy corona around the outside like of a, a much halo. more solid a halo. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the coronavirus, that's, that's why it's named name. that because of the way it looks. Yes, exactly. Um, and coronaviruses, um, I, where are we in that? Let's, we're trying to keep on topic here and, and get this. Yeah. Cause we have a, the whole, this whole podcast is about meandering off topic. So this time we're trying not to. Yes. Cause we want to be helpful. Right. Um, so the, it's, it's a coronavirus. It's called <clears throat> that because of the way it appears when you look at it physically mm-hmm. right. and view it. Um, and it has a double lipid. Uh, yeah. So layer. It, has a lipid, it has a lipid bilayer. Yeah. Basically the morphology of, of coronaviruses in general are there, there are these, um, what is morphology for people who aren't scientists? So, uh, that's its sort of physical appearance. Okay. So yeah, how it, it sort looks of physical yep. existence and structure, um, not just appearance, but you know, like the morphology like, of your hand would be like, Oh, there's a palm and four fingers and a right. thumb attached to the right. side of it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, it's a description. Yeah. So what this particle actually looks like is, um, so coronaviruses in general, are typically kind of uh, what we would call pleomorphic, which means that they are they vary in size, um, but they're essentially spherical particles uh, with these spherical projection or sorry with these uh, surface projections. So they are um, they have a lipid bilayer membrane, which is the viral envelope, basically the the. These. So there's viral information or there's the, the virus is there and then surrounding the virus is right. a bunch of little like fat globules kind of. Exactly. Yeah. And, the the lipid bilayer is basically a layer of fat that, that surrounds the virus. Right. So it encapsulates inside the sort of working mechanism of the virus. And that's like RNA. Yeah. In this case, um, with the um, with the SARS-CoV-2 or, or the covid Nineteen. Um, yeah, so COVID nineteen is like the colloquial word for it, is how I think of it, and then SARS right. COV two is the full. Since we love a mouthful of, right, of titles, right. um, we'll just call it what it is, which is a severe Sever- acute respiratory, respiratory syndrome related coronavirus. Yes, so, exactly. Two. Two. Yep. Um, it previously it was the twenty nineteen novel uh, novel coronavirus um, right. which it's been renamed since then. and as people find out more and more things about these things that pop up in yeah. nature and in people and in right. medicine the how we refer to them changes over time because it changes with our understanding of what it is that we're even looking at exactly so covid19 is what it's being called because it's this coronavirus that's right happening right now yep. 2019 to 2020 yep. um and it's a it causes severe respiratory problems in some of the people who get it yeah it's um yeah so let's just get to that i've just we'll just finish with the um the morphology which Mm -hmm. we'll get back to but important is to understand it it's basically the viral mechanism the rna um Mm -hmm. that is used to basically replicate itself inside your cell is contained inside of this this sort of fat lipid bilayer um and that's important for ways that you can treat it at not treat but prevent at home or like slow the the rate of infection um and it's why soap is effective and we'll talk more about that in a minute right so where are we now so um the reason that COVID-19 has been designated a pandemic as of the 11th of March right. is that it is everywhere on the planet, essentially six, six continents. Mm-hmm. Um, and many, many people over a hundred thousand people, um, officially 
sick with it and diagnosed. Um, and it's likely that we're all probably going to contract it at some time. Yeah, this is it. You know, this is kind of a, I don't want to say it's a version of the flu because it's much more severe than that. Yeah. The thing that causes flu is a different little, yeah, well, a different little creature. Coronavirus, well, it's not a creature. Well, no, virus. coronaviruses <laughs> are, are a form of flu. Like often flu can be caused by some kinds of coronaviruses. coronaviruses. This particular one is one of the most severe kinds and it's not. Um, it's, it's similar. Not it's not influenza. influenza. It's similar. Right, right. It's not influenza. Right. It's similar. Um, and uh, anyway, so the point, but, but that's, I'm, I feel like I've derailed everything you were trying to no, say. No, you're Go. fine. So uh, the whole deal is that um, something that was confusing me for a little bit is that there's not a lot of like clarity from start to finish on this. Like, it's not like, here's the the virus. Here's what it looks like and how it behaves. Here's how um, it's, probably going to spread and here's what to do about it like what what was missing for me was that people were saying like oh you know like maintain distance from other people and isolate yourself and there's a bunch of places that are under quarantine in ways that it would be really hard to do in the united states because of our legal um protections and so Mm -hmm. i was like i don't understand the quality of the response versus the timeline and like you know people are hoarding toilet paper and stuff because they think that we're going to be on lockdown for an indefinite amount of time. Right. So something wasn't quite making sense to me. And the key here is we're not trying to prevent this from spreading to everybody. Like it is inevitable. Yeah. It is inevitable that everyone's going to come into contact with this or be exposed to it. And some people are going to get sick and some aren't. The idea is let's try not to let everybody get sick all at once. Because right. that will overtax the medical system and yep. people will be forced to triage and do all kinds of ethical um, – like the, it, I was reading some articles about the the sort of guidelines that they've developed in Italy for doctors dealing with this. And they're making really difficult decisions right. about how – it's almost like triage – um, people who are not expected to have a very good recovery or who ha- don't have a lot of life years yet are yeah. being allowed to – pass be passed over for people who have a stronger chance of survival right and so what we're trying to avoid here in america by doing the sort of like voluntary social isolation stay home don't get within six feet of other people all these things that we're about to detail in here in a second all of those things are just meant to extend the amount of time it takes for all of us to get sick Mm -hmm. so that the people who are most badly affected by this and are in the worst condition can receive the most resources because they're not being overtaxed by all of us getting sick together. Right. So this is just delaying the inevitable. And so the way to do that is um, it's actually really easy. The coronavirus, this particular coronavirus, very easy to get on top of and destroy by using soap and water, not hand sanitizer, not like bleach, Right. It's soap and water. And the reason for that is because soap is very, very effective at dismantling lipid bilayers, right. which is the thing that protects the viral information inside of the coronavirus. Right. And so if you can just take soap and rub vigorously for 20 seconds or more and get it really soapy and really good and a lot of the mechanical action breaks down the lipid bilayer exactly. in addition to the soap and then it renders, like the whole virus falls apart at that point. It yep. is becomes... It's super effective yeah. both at detaching viral particles that you may have picked up on your 
skin. Right. Because it washes them away. It washes them away. And it also begins to break them down as we, you know. Right. And, and so. So that's why I keep saying like, wash your hands a lot and don't touch your face. Yeah. Well, your face is the entry point for that virus to get into you. But if your hands are constantly being washed, even if you're coming into contact with it regularly, you're regularly yeah. washing it away. And so exactly. your chances of getting right. sick from it statistically are much lower. And yeah. that was something that was missing for me too. Like, right. The the hand sanitizer really works for things like bacteria, viruses. You need to actually break down the sort of like armor that they have around them, so that the, inf- right. the genetic or, information or just mechanically pass them away from you, right. so that you're not right. like infecting yourself. Yep. So um, wash your hands with soap and water. Wash surfaces with soap and water. Yeah. Um, the way that this virus is transmitted is probably something we should talk about because that's not real clear. I haven't heard people repeating it over and over, and I think that's really important. Yeah, so um, just before we get into that, I just want to kind of mention that um, all of this stuff we're basically, we're taking, like I mentioned, we're kind of reading, we've kind of researched a little bit, looked at a lot of the Wikipedia article as it's being edited. People are like adding more information, new sources. We've looked at a few of those. so all of this is evolving. Like it's not like, mm-hmm. oh, this is fact. This is for sure the way right. it is. The current understanding, the best as, information as of Thursday as of, night, right? That Ned and Meg had access to March twelfth in America. Yeah, is that um, it's it's mostly respiratory transmission. Um, right. That's where the most. So uh, when you when you're infected with the virus, what's happening is that cells in your body are being invaded by this. Um, foreign DNA and then those viruses are basically hijacking your your cells ability to replicate the the machinery that it needs inside by processing DNA fragments and making various proteins and stuff and the virus what it's doing is basically coming in and hijacking that machinery and saying hey make more of me yeah it's saying don't be a human cell anymore that makes like human cell functions yeah. become a little virus factory yeah. and make more of me instead and right. then that's what happens right and so then when those cells basically explode or like let the contents they out. become so full of viral copies that yeah. they burst right and so then all the viral copies now are sort of open out of the cell and then what happens is since that's that happening kind of in your lungs like when you breathe out or mm-hmm. especially when you like cough or sneeze and um, any kind of fluid comes out then that's usually going to have a high <laughs> load of of those viral particles right there's other ways um that they're you know, there's some of the research talking about, you know, it possibly shows up in uh, fecal matter and some other issues, but right. generally um, that's not your most likely exposure. Your most likely exposure is someone sneezed on a surface and then there's some viral particles there that might last up to like 24 hours or so, 12 to 24 hours, I think mm-hmm. was one, um, it, you know, may not even be that long, but long enough that you can either pick it up, which is why, again, we're talking about like washing your hands. You may yeah. not be sneezed on anybody. You may not have breathed it in, but then you like, you know, you go to the supermarket and you, you know, yeah. grab some, grab some whatever and, you know, you're yeah. touching some surface and now you've got some particles on your hands and now you've touched your eye or you picked your nose, which is what I struggle with every day is like, how am I supposed to not pick my I nose? just can't keep my hands out of my mouth. I can't, you know, I constantly, right? It's like a whole fist in there most of the time. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Just suck in my fist. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm a weird dude. Like, if you see me in person, be like, "Oh, that's Ned. Look at his fist in his mouth all yeah, the time." That guy's always got his fist in his mouth. What are you doing? Anyway, so um, like, if you can stay more than six feet away from people, even yeah. if they cough, it's not gonna get all the way over to you. Hypothetically, right? If you're in like a stiff six, wind. I'm sure. It would, but yeah. <laughs> like, if you maintain a physical things, separation, yeah. The whole point of this is like really lowering that transmission rate. And so, what we were talking about, um, or what we were gonna get to, is there's this. Uh, 
this idea of a sort of basic reproduction number, which is to say that right, an right. infected individual. So in a like, so let's say you have a hundred people living in a society. Um, then if one person is infected, then the, the question becomes like, what's the likelihood that they'll infect other people. other people. And so that rate is usually referred to, um, as the basic reproduction number. So for this particular coronavirus, what they're talking about is it looks like the current research suggests that it's between 1.4 and 3.9, which is to say if I'm infected and, and you do nothing, and I do nothing and no one else around me, like if we just go forward as if nothing's wrong, right? Then don't take any precautions. Don't wash your exactly, hands. Exactly. Yeah. Then I'm likely to infect between 1.4 and 3.9 other people or basically between one and four. So basically everyone who gets infected is, yeah. is without taking precautionary measures is going right. to infect one or one or two or one or two or three or one or two or three or four people. Right. And so and each of them will go on to do the same. Right. Exactly. And that's why this explodes exponentially. But if we do, you know, as a society, we practice things like washing your hands. I, I, I can't stress enough. It just seems to be all the literature suggests that washing your hands with soap and water on a regular basis. Like we're not even talking about just constantly. Like if you wash your hands, basically anytime you do something, yeah. that involves something in public like you go out in a public you do a thing like basically just when you're done wash your hands yeah if you have an opportunity while you're out and you use the bathroom wash your hands wash your hands when you go in wash your hands when you come out i mean i you know mm-hmm. you can't do it too much obviously like if you could even a if reasonable you just, amount like, is going to do in more your pockets sure while you're out too i mean that is not a good way to no, avoid but this the, but like yeah. that will be a, a physical reminder not to touch everything you come in contact right with. like the escalator handrail or sure. like just wash your hands a lot yeah wash your hands a lot um is going to be a huge help in all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is obviously like, you know, limiting your social exposure a little bit, Um, you know, try to try to be like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to like throw the biggest party of the week of the week of the year at my house with as many people as I can think of, like of the century. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, you might want to like limit that a little bit or just kind of like keep things, um, Try to like slow things down because the whole point is to slow down the rate of infection. Right. Not, um, it's like it's a foregone conclusion that yeah, we're all going to ha- get sick with it. Yeah, everyone's going to get exposed. <laughs> and uh, so then uh, what? where are we now on Earth? Well, I mean, we've pretty much made it through all of the specific points that we wanted to talk about, actually. Great. Um, okay. Um, I mean, I think we could just talk real briefly about what you might expect when you get sick. Yeah. Um, That's great. And so uh, let's see basically this can range from like pretty terrible for you to like not that bad. And, and generally that has to do with like how immunocompromised. Oh, you're thinking I I'm thinking immune immunocompetent, which means that your immune system can handle things like this or other things that you encounter in the world. Exactly. So immunocompromised is like, do you have cancer? Are you on chemotherapy or immune suppressing drugs? Are you like super stressed out and run down? Are you like, there's all these, do you already have some kind of an illness? Yep. So, um, if, if you're kind of in a normal state of health, um, or like a fairly healthy state of being, then, um, you probably aren't going to have much more to worry about than maybe like a severe flu or cold. Um, a lot of the symptoms seem to be like the most common one is fever and dry cough. 
um, after that fatigue is fairly co- common chills. Um, chills shortness of breath muscle pain sore throat headache um, and the shortness of breath like that is such a vague term sure but it's like if you feel like you just climbed two or three flights of stairs but all you did was get up and walk into the kitchen yeah that's a problem exactly that's an indication that something is not normal right um so i you know for a lot of the for a lot of this a lot of us in the society this isn't actually super terrifying the terrifying thing i think is for people who are immunocompromised Mm -hmm. because this is what like you have to remember like you're doing this for like your your friends and family for your relatives as well um you don't know who is going to have a hard time with this disease and who's not going to and so right and if if people are unconsciously spreading it right then you have to assume that if people are going to reach for new people with an infection potentially at the high end of the statistical probability, then in very short order, it's likely that you will run into somebody who has an immune system that's not going to handle this well. Right, right. And that's, um, you know, we have the same problem with the flu every year, which is why, you know, it's a good idea to get vaccine, you know, get your flu shots every year if you can and, Mm -hmm. you know, do all the things. Um, Anyway, I, yeah, like this isn't, this isn't the end of days. No. Um, it's, it's one thing that, um, but it is a problem. Like it's a, it's you a know. problem. It's a problem because, because it can very quickly impact so many people that the healthcare systems are overrun. Exactly. And That's so a why lot of a people problem. who would have survived with a little bit of help from the healthcare system may be much worse off. Right. Afterwards. And so, that's the issue. Or so possibly die. And so that's, yeah. Try and just help each other out by getting sick slower. Right. Take your time. Yeah. Take just your like time. don't dive into the deep end. Just, <gasps> you know, come up to the pool, put your, you know, find a chair, put your towel down, hang out for a bit. Like you've, you might have heard of people who have like chicken pox parties for their kids. Like yeah. some kid in second grade gets chicken pox and all the parents expose their children to chicken pox. So you can all get it over with because once you get it, it's done. And you're yeah. talking about a very small population that it's going to rip right. through. But, but this is not a good plan in general ever. And this is a really bad idea in the circumstances exactly. that we're in. Right. Um, the care for people who go critical is like intensive care unit. It's extended. Right. There's a lot of scarring that can happen in yep. the in the pulmonary. Well, it's a respiratory system. distress disease. Yeah. Like it's you're gonna have um, and and some people have gone like they've progressed through it mm-hmm. and seem to have very mild symptoms, including some people who were like what you would consider younger and healthier and should have been immunocompetent. Right. Um. And who like took a weird left turn somewhere in there and just crashed out. And yep. so um, it's very weird and unpredictable too. Right. Um, once you get sick with it, it can be. So yeah, yeah that's the deal. Okay. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, we also, so we're going to release this one obviously right away. And, um, but then we'll also have like our Monday, you know, Monday we release new podcasts every Monday. Right. Um, we try to keep those real regular, um, and those maybe aren't necessarily like, uh, um, they can be anachronistic. Like they're, yeah. sometimes we record them and we don't post them for a while, but this one we're recording and we're posting at the time that it's relevant. Right. Exactly. Right now. This one. Yes. 
So, um, okay. Well, thank you people for listening. We've noticed there's actually been a, um, increase in listeners over the last couple yeah. of months. So that's pretty cool. And we hope to, we know who a couple you. of you are for sure, but for all of you who maybe we don't know directly or, yeah. And you'd like us to know, we have email right on our website, yeah, fcbm.io. Um, we also have a Twitter account, which is, again, you can get to that directly from, um, from our website, Woo. um, Twitter, Instagram, um, those Twitter would probably be the best. Like if you just want to like send us a little tweet, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but email, I hundred percent email always. That's a great way. Um, if you're like, I hate your show and I need to tell you why, by all means, send us an email you can directly. Send us that one too. Yeah. You send that one too. Um, we might even at this have point more in my fun life, with that. Yeah, we might have a, yeah. Um, all right. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Stay at least six feet away from everybody else. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody. And listen to our podcast while you're under voluntary yeah, quarantine. Yeah, if, if you're voluntary quarantine, we have a fairly, I, I, the back catalog is growing every it's week. Growing. So we've got, um, I think we've got, what, 13 episodes out now or mm-hmm. roughly? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, enjoy and be safe. Okay. Bye. Bye.